Good morning, noon, and evening, around the world and across the ages. This is The Cavern Today, an Uru Live fan presentation. I'm Alhan, bringing you the latest podcast from The Cavern. It's a little short this week, as we had hoped to have an interview with Randomos. However, due to his busy schedule, we haven't been able to arrange it. Hopefully we can bring it to you in a later cast. But don't let that put you off. Dalkin's bringing us news and weather. Steve has a piece on the beta and what's been going on in The Cavern. Cobalt Core has allowed us to play their great song, Ode to the Mist, and we get to hear another of Toroneko's journals. It's time for the news and weather, but first, Galen would like to tell us a little bit about the Up on the Roof party. Plug in your speakers, put on your headphones, don your dancing shoes, and come to Friday Nights in the Cavern. Every Friday, you can attend the Denis Cocktail Party or Up on the Roof, as these events alternate Friday nights. Both allow new and experienced explorers an opportunity to enjoy music, camaraderie, and to dance if they choose. The Denis Cocktail Party is now held in the Kaddish Gallery, which is accessible via the Kaddish Age or by invitation through the Rialto of a fellow explorer. Classic and modern dance music is provided by Donahue and is now broadcast via TeamSpeak and via the in-game chat. If your avi is too sensitive to be within range of the in-game chat, in other words, if someone using the tab key makes you crash, Music is simulcast on TeamSpeak in the cavern via the tapestry server. When you enter the Kaddish Gallery, you may notice Donna who is on the other side of the room. That's for your benefit, should the tab key cause you to crash. You should position yourself to ensure you remain outside the voice range of her abbey. Instructions are posted on the forums, along with the cocktail party announcement. The next cocktail party will be held on Friday, September 8th at 8.30pm Eastern Daylight Time. Friday, September 15th, is the Up on the Roof musical experience. Up on the Roof is held on the Dakota rooftop in Agera, accessible via the Barrow Stone in Edergira by the waterfall or through the Relto bookshelf of a fellow explorer. This is an all-day event to accommodate our European friends, with a wide variety of music provided by Dunny J. Katahdin. Dance if you desire, or listen if you like. Anything goes on the roof. In fact, roofgoers never know what to expect, whether it be unusual culinary fare original music, or oddball characters, real and otherwise, who might appear and engage you in the rooftop drama. Want to know more? Come to the roof! You can hear about the latest roof capers in the Roof Report broadcast on the CCN shortwave. Up on the Roof begins at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 9 p.m. Central European Time, and ends several hours later. Music is broadcast via TeamSpeak on the Great Tree server. Instructions are posted on the forums with the roof advertisement or provided for you by one of several rooftop volunteer hosts and hostesses when you arrive on the roof. So if you have a free Friday, join us in the cavern. Everyone is always welcome. It looks like it's finally starting to cool down and make way for fall. Weather in Spokane, Washington today is sunny with a high of 78 degrees. Atlanta, Georgia is beset with scattered thunderstorms, but the high remains at 85 degrees. Very humid there. In central New Mexico, it has been one rainy summer. For the last couple of months, there have been a lot of thunderstorms over the desert, but it's starting to clear up now. The high is 83 degrees, and the skies are mostly sunny. All that rain, though, is made for a soggy cavern. 
the lake waters reached an all-time high last week, six inches more than usual. However, the levels have started to recede now, so explorers don't have to worry about any flooding in the city. It has caused an increase in humidity, though, making temperatures seem somewhat higher than they really are. Down in the cavern, the temperature is mainly 76 degrees, with high reaching 80 in the center of the city and some of the more populated neighborhoods. That's all our weather report for today. This is Dalkin Starbine for the Cavern Today, signing off. Thank you, Dalkin. Uh, I think Steve's on the cam. He seems to be quite impatient about something. He, he's shouting something about, about Cyan being after him. Hello, this is Steve Crocs from the cam today. I'm hiding out in the woods at the moment. I tried to sneak into Cyan HQ last night to see if I could find any more information on the new beta. Fortunately, they managed to capture me, so don't let anyone know where I am. Didn't manage to find anything new, but using some guesses, we can work out that they are doubling the people they're bringing in, and there must be about 550 people in the cavern. We also know that Ido Delin is definitely in the beta now, from the update notes, and they seem to be having some sort of problem with the physics with the players. What that could be, maybe the players are learning the flat, and that could be quite fun myself, but there we go. The Damala shard has been quite quiet today. There's not much been going on for a while. There was an update last week. Some people have experienced a problem since the update. Apparently it's something to do with the MIP maps, the textures on the new clothing style. I think Delanore Inn's bad has looked into the matter. I'm not sure if it's been resolved for you yet. There was also a party in Demolishard soon after the update. Grey Dragon came in and bought the sword to his Rotel. It was great fun. There were about 30 of us in there in the end. We tried to break the dock, couldn't quite manage it. We'll have to try harder next time. Anyway, this is Steve Croc signing off before Simon finally. <laughs> Thanks for that, Steve. Now it's time for Ode to the Mist by Cobalt Core. Now some of you might remember Cobalt Core from Mysterium where they played. Falcon13 has asked that if anyone has any video footage of their performance, if they could get in contact with him. You can find them on the Missed Obsession and DRC site forums. Now without any further ado, here's Ode to the Mist. Still feel the calling 
Oh, that's a great song. I hope Cobalt Core do some more for us to listen to. Now, let's find out where Tornado has managed to travel to. Huh? 
Hi, this is Moak again, bringing you the second installment in our series, The Journals of Toraneko, based on the in-character journals kept by explorer and TCT staffer Toraneko during her adventures in Uru. As before, spoilers have been edited out. Each installment will cover a specific age. Last time, we shared Tora's experiences at the cleft. In this episode, we'll join her in Relto and Teladon. I'll be playing the explorer who finds the journals, and Galen will play the part of Tora. So sit back and enjoy. For Uru veterans, think back to your own first time in the ages. And for new explorers, think of these journals as your preview to the wonderful adventures to come. first chapter was great. I remember my own first experience at the cleft. It was all so new then, so mysterious. And Tora Neko's description, whoever she is, brought all those feelings back. Let's see what's next here. Looks like the next chapter picks up here. No, she's at her real tone now. Let's see what she has to say. My personal age. age. This place I have come to. It is strange, yet oddly familiar. A barren island, a few scraggly pines, four pedestals, two by two. A spire of rock in the back, and just in front of it, an old hut. I know why this tugs on my memory. It is very much like Mist Island. Yet, at the same time, it is very different. But this island is surrounded by clouds. Inside the hut, it is as barren as the island. It's pretty run down. The bookshelf on the right has a thin notebook with excerpts from Denis writings in it. Are these Denis prophecies? What does Isha want me to learn from all of this? These names. Are they ages? But where are the linking books? I have examined the four pedestals outside the hut. The symbols on these pedestals, they match the markings in that notebook. So, that would mean the one with the mushrooms is called Teladon, right? It looks like a good place to start. I'm going to Teladon. I have not been here five minutes yet, and already... <laughs> These spores in the air are making me sneeze. <laughs> I feel like I am Alice in Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. These mushrooms are gigantic. This age seems to be in perpetual twilight. The sun moves so quickly here. I've powered the machinery now. It is loud and noisy. If I didn't need it, I'd leave it off. All this clank and racket just does not belong in this age.
This DRC person, what's his name? Douglas Sharper. Sharper has left quite a few papers here on his desk. And a rotten piece of meat. Ugh, what a guy. Some of these papers look quite helpful, though. Good drawings. Did Sharper do them himself? I found a page. So Yisha has left me ways to modify my age, then. I can't wait to see what else she has left for me. The Baron's Office This room... I don't think it's Teladon. Nice paintings. I've read Sharper's notebook. He's a real character. I can't tell if he's on my side or not. Heck, what is my side anyway? A linking... Stone? The Slave Caves. These are the slave caves. How disturbing. Ugh, bones. I don't want to be down here. I'm too squeamish. How do I get out? It took me nearly half an hour to figure out that puzzle. Good thing I take copious notes. Sharper was more of a help than I thought he'd be. I have never been happy about having a gun before. like the noise any more than she does. More drawings. Is this a map? How did Sharper get around to do the mapping anyway? The Barrow Cave. I found the journey door. So this is the journey Yisha wants me to take then? This cave is... dark, mysterious, haunting. Yisha spoke to me once more. Relto. That's the name of my personal age. I took the first pillar. I I've stood here for a few minutes now, but... but my Relto book doesn't work. That hole in the floor. What's that red glow below? A lake? So, it's a leap of faith, then. Not funny, Yisha. I hate heights. What's this, drop zone? Hmm. Well, time to take the plunge. Railto. Well, the pillar is here, on top of that pedestal. And my hut has a new roof. So that's what that Relto page did. After that free fall, I think I need a nap while my stomach settles. I'll get to that Garrison place later. 
And so concludes another installment of The Journals of Torin Echo. Join us next time as the journey continues. We'd like to thank Cyan Worlds for the music and sound effects heard in these episodes. Thank you also to Torin Echo for writing the journals, to Galen for providing Torah's voice, and to Moag for narrating an assembly. Until next time, Shora. And now it's time for Journey of the Called. We're sorry that there is such a production delay. It was called this ancient age where the mystic stood, his hand reaching for a linking book that would lead him to our heroes, Tyon, Len, and Ken. As he picked up the book, a linking sound could be heard nearby, and she arrived. Kriya, it's been a long time. Don't call me by that name, Avon. I will call you nothing else, and especially not Council Leader. Hmm. Very well, Avon. Do as you wish. Enough talk. I know why you have come. Then you know what will become of you and those three, if you continue. Do you truly believe you could defeat us? Yes, and quite easily. Then you truly are foolish. No, Avon. You are the foolish one. You actually believe the light will protect you and that in itself will fail. May your end be peaceful, Kriya. We have been sitting and racking our brains for six hours now. you think three explorers like us would have figured out this puzzle by now. Patience? Oh, you be patient. Guys, calm yourselves. Fighting will only make things worse. True. Yeah, I think we're all just tired. Mm, maybe. After all, it has been a long day. Why don't we try and get some rest? You two go ahead. I'm going to keep studying these writings and symbols. All right. Good night, Tyon. Night, Ken. Night, Len. Good night. Symbols. I seem to have a knack for ending up in places like this. Today, when looking at these symbols, I remembered that strange cave I had found four months ago before the adventure with Sarah and Jeff began. I still wonder about it. What lies beyond those linking symbols? This is my first entry in my new journal, and I must say it's been a while since I got to work on my journal. It's a nice feeling. Tyon finished writing his journal entry and then fell asleep. Uh, a new day. Morning, Ken. Good morning, Len. Tyon. Come over here, have some breakfast. Huh, don't mind if I do. It's quiet. Of course it is. It's always... Wait to think of it. You're right. It's too quiet. Someone's coming. Greetings, journeyers of Denis, and welcome to the Reflection Age. Hmm, so we did set someone. He is a mystic. Yes, I can feel it yet. But he is so young. No. No, he is old. How can you be so sure? 
The power and feelings I can sense in him are from long ago. You mean he is? Uh... Yes. Oh, the council leader will not like this. We should report back to her. Agreed. My leader, a mystic has appeared before the three journeyers. Yes, I'm aware of that. What are your orders then? For now, you are not to interact. Wait until the mystic has left, and then reveal yourselves and take the keys. Yes, my leader. You will find that I am not one to be dealt with lightly. And to you as well, my prince. So you saw the drawings? They speak highly of you. I am the last prince of the mystics to reside in this age. It is the forgotten place. So you are here to guide us, I presume? That is correct, and... What? What's wrong? Come on, shadow ones. So you are the prince. Kiral. Kyrios. Greetings, Greetings, my friend. friend. You know him? Let's just say we've had some dealings. And I thought I was the only one. Oh, come now, Tyon. Did you truly think you were the only journeyer that we have dealt with? <laughs> they truly are stupid. Enough, Kirion. What is it that you want? What we want should be obvious. Leave this place at once. Prince Haven waved his hand, and suddenly a flash of light wave struck Kirol and Kirion. The shockwave was so great that it threw them into the wall. Oh! No! So then, you're a mystic! Impressive. I say again, leave this place or I will do much worse than that. You're not leaving. In fact, you just helped us. I would never help monsters like you. Prince Heaven once again struck them with light waves, but he didn't have as much of an effect. This time, the shockwave seemed weaker, and Kirol and Kerian stood their ground. No! Our leader is very interested in those keys you three now possess. The keys! Be gone, you foolish shadow travelers! What? What? Prince Avon fell to the ground, exhausted. Hey, are you alright? Yes, but worried. So he linked you away. Excellent. Excellent? <laughs> we lost. Hold your tongue, Kirilov. Yes, my leader. Forgive me. The power of the shadow waves has grown much stronger, as I had planned. Kirill, Kirian, come, we have much to do. Are you sure you're all right? Yes, I'm fine. It's just that using those waves comes at a price. My prince, what exactly are the light waves? That, I cannot tell you. Why? Because that is the price of using the waves. To reveal it is to lose it. Prince Avon, you came here to speak with us, did you not? Yes, but what I have to say is not a pleasant thing. 
please tell us. There is a place known as the Place of Forgotten Worlds. Within it lies three ages that have long been forgotten by time, and within each lies a fragment of a key. A key that will open the three doors, correct? Yes, that is correct. What lies beyond the door? I cannot say. So, why is that not a pleasant thing? Because if you choose to do this, you will endure much, just as it says on the inscriptions above the doors. What kind of things will we endure? Pain, sorrow, greed, and pride. But also wisdom, courage, friendship, joy, and hope. It all will come together in the end. But if you choose not to walk this path, you may return to where you came from and live out your days there. I will walk that road. As will I. And what kind of an explorer would I be if I refused an adventure like this? Very well then. Begin your journey and remember to rely on each other. There's a saying among my people. A man who stands alone cannot defeat an army, but a man who has friends to stand with him shall conquer all. Prince Haven waved his hands, and Tyon, Len, and Ken were linked away. As they felt themselves fall into the abyss of light waves and warping, each knew this was the beginning of an incredible new journey. What you have heard has been but one part of the story. It has taken place within seven days in your world. But like all stories, this is but one part of a much larger story. For while Tyon, Len, and Ken were traveling this road, an old friend was traveling another. Hello again, this is Moog for the Cavern Today. Face it, we're eccentric. Like it or not, we're oddballs, plain old societal misfits. How many times have we gone to a restaurant and heard a conversation like this from a nearby table? So I linked to my relto, but the starfisher was still there. And you'd think you could clear it by jumping in and falling back to the rainy cleft, but no, when you go back to relto, the fisher's still there, etc., etc. Or even better, imagine hearing this in a restaurant. Man, I don't know how many times I tried to jump off that balcony before I finally made it. Yeah, thought so. You don't hear conversations like that in restaurants. And if you do, it's usually followed by other people requesting to be moved to a different table. <clears throat> well, when I was in Spokane for Mysterium, I became one of those people in one of those restaurants. Actually, in three or four of those restaurants. Like the first night when Drachmith, Ken Telenolm, and Wolfgang and I went to Applebee's for dinner. We were in high spirits, as you'd expect, and when our server had introduced herself, taken our drink orders, and gone away, I announced to the guys, Hi, I'm Damala, and I'll be your server this evening. My, how we laughed, and we were the only people in the restaurant who had any idea what we were talking about. Yes, there's a bright side and a dark side to Uru. The bright side? We get to have some fantastic experiences in a gorgeous virtual world, sharing the fun with a devoted band of fellow enthusiasts. The dark side? We are an exclusive little crowd. Yeah, there may be thousands of us, but in the grand scheme of things, we don't even show up on radar. I love wearing my Cavern Today t-shirt, even though I know full well that nobody who sees me wearing it will know what the logo represents. And frankly, I'm not sure myself what the logo represents, but that's beside the point. When I wear those shirts, I feel a sense of pride that I'm an integral part of the Cavern Today team, and a contributor to a rather unique piece of media that reaches around the world. 
Likewise, it's sort of like when I drive around in my little English sports car. I can drive all day and never see another one. Yes, I feel exclusive. Most of all, I feel lonely. Well, all this talk of eccentricity puts me in mind of a kid with whom I used to play when I was young. I'll call him Danny, because that was his name. And he lived across the street from us, and he was a bit younger than me. He could frequently be seen running or bicycling down our street, wearing a cape and carrying a briefcase. Yes, he looked peculiar, but he had his reasons. He was Superman, you see. Hence the cape. As for the briefcase, that was part of his alter ego. Unlike the real Superman, Danny made no secret of his double identity. I guess it was easier that way, keeping everything out in the open. But rather than being the proverbial mild-mannered reporter a la Clark Kent, Danny was a necktie salesman. He'd happily open that old briefcase and show you an astonishing collection of ties, all second-hand, having been donated to the cause by his father. Now, keep in mind that this was during the early 1960s, and those ties were old then, so you can imagine what they looked like. These were wide ties. These were garishly colored ties, hand-painted ties. Ugly ties. You can find ties like these in museums protected behind heavy glass. Or perhaps the glass is protecting society from the ties. It was no wonder that Danny's briefcase was always filled. Not even Superman himself could have found a buyer for ties like those. But that was another one of Danny's secrets. Those ties were part of his arsenal. They could be used for tying up evildoers, and as a few of his friends found out to their alarm, once they were tied, those ties stayed tied. They could also be used to secure cardboard wings to your arms, just before jumping out of a tree and not flying. But fortunately, the ties could also be used to bind up cuts and bruises. Not all of us are invincible, as it turns out. Oh yeah, to say that Danny collected Superman comics would have been a considerable understatement. He once showed me his comics. They filled an entire bureau drawer to the brim. I have no idea where Danny is today, but I can speculate. He has either sold his comics collection and moved to the Bahamas, or he's opened a chain of men's clothing stores. <laughs> and you never know. We may have seen him in the cavern, running up and down the grand staircase and leaping off. Or perhaps it was Superman Danny who actually wrote the fly mode hack. Maybe even now he's working up another hack that'll put a collection of unusual neckties in our relto closets. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay, so just like Danny, we Uru fans have a strong sense of fantasy and an equally strong sense to exercise it on a regular basis. And just like Danny, perhaps it's better if Uru stays out of the mainstream. Face it, television was once rather exclusive, found in only a few homes and with a limited selection of programming. And ironically, that period is now referred to as the golden age of television. Programs from that era now circulate endlessly in syndication and are still as fresh, funny, and innovative as the day they were first aired. And what do we have now that television has matured, quote-unquote? Well, we have digital cable, high-definition flat panels, and reality shows like Fear Factor where we can watch a cute blonde actress eat a length of horse guts for money. <laughs> now that's entertainment. Great as they were, Lucille Ball, Milton Berle, and Jackie Gleason never thought of that one. Ernie Kovacs, maybe, but if he did, he had the good sense to keep it to himself. Ah, well, all of this was just a roundabout way of getting around to a point. Our beloved Uru is about to get a whole lot of new exposure via GameTap. And naturally, I wish them all success. But at the same time, I sincerely hope that in spite of all the new development, Uru will keep that exclusive, eccentric nature and not get a watered-down, mainstream feeling to it. A big part of Uru's appeal is that it's just not like anything else out there. 
Fortunately, I think we can trust Cyan to stay close to their original vision. But if I see a new reality show up here someday, featuring cute blonde actresses attempting to jump off a ledge and land on a narrow pinnacle in a lava pit, for money, I'm quitting Uru and going back to watching I Love Lucy reruns. For The Cavern today, this is Mowog, signing off. Well, that's it for this week. It's been a lot of fun getting this podcast ready. I'd like to thank Cobalt Core for sharing their musical piece with us, and like to remind everyone that if you have a musical composition, a segment idea, or would like to join TCT, please get in contact with any production member. We promise to give any idea, suggestion, or piece a chance. Well, I personally can't wait for the next podcast to find out what else Tornaco has discovered. So until then, this is Alhan, signing off. May the pinnacles rise up to meet you. May the glowbergs be always at your back. May the sunshine reflect of every Yisha page you do not see. May the rain fall on your alto, only when you desire rain. And until we meet again, may you be blessed with the night good fortune wherever you settle. Shorah B'Shem.